Good morning. Oh, another beautiful Monday to get our week started off in a bigger, better, and bolder fashion. Hey, this is Jimmy Williams, your host for Live a Life by Design, your Monday morning motivational minister here to help you get the best out of your week. 2021 has started with a bang. You know, we put the past behind us. Every day is a new day, a fresh start, if you will, to the clean slate of life. What will you make of this day? How will you enjoy life to its fullest? On Live a Life by Design, the one thing we want to do is empower our listeners to find ways within themselves that they can create that bolder future. And speaking of bigger futures, today we are honored to have a co-founder of Big Futures, uh, founded in Alberta, Canada. She has over 30 years of experience of supporting and inspiring individuals and entrepreneurial businesses, large and small, to achieve their moonshots through the Moon Project program. The company offers services ranging from executive leadership coaching to corporate consulting, workshops, retreats, whatever your need would be, they can make it work for you. It is exciting to have with me, and I'll tell you how excited I am. This lady is so phenomenal. She is my business coach at Strategic Coach. You've heard us mention Strategic Coach many times on many episodes of the impact it has had, not just in my business, but in my personal life, to help me stay centered. And today, our guest has authored a book. You will find in the show notes a link so that you too can be impacted by this tremendous book. And the book is called Soul Sense. If you would, welcome today, Adrian Duffy. Hi, Adrian. Oh my gosh, Jimmy. It's awesome to be with you today on this amazing Monday. You know, folks, this lady is so busy. I'll tell you, I think she sleeps about two, three hours a day is all because <laughs> she is so busy. She's doing great things all over the world. Adrian, I am honored to have you here. So let's just get started. I, I understand, and I do research, folks, as you know, in our episodes, all of our listeners hear this. I research all of our guests really, really well. And I uh, did some research, and I hope it's true, but I understand you're married to the original Aquaman of the 80s, Patrick Duffy. Well, I will say, yes, my husband's name is Patrick Duffy. And often people will say when they hear that my husband's name is Patrick Duffy, they'll go, oh my gosh, are you married to Patrick Duffy? And it's, yes, I am married to the <laughs> real official Patrick Duffy. He's the big Patrick Duffy in my life, but not the Aquaman version. Well, I'll tell you though, I think your Patrick Duffy is the real Patrick Duffy because I've never met the other one. So, <laughs> uh -huh. so hey, let's get started on a couple of things. You know, your book goes into your upbringing, and uh, I understand you were raised outside of Chicago, and I got a question for you. How did that feel coming up in that large community, Chicago metropolitan areas, and tell me a little bit about your family life. Well, I mean, you know, growing up in a large metropolitan area, we lived in Evanston, actually, which is the first suburb north of Chicago, but you're right in the heart of it all. Um, it was a very interesting upbringing, of course, and, um, but I think what made it really significant for me and my big future is the nature of the dynamic that was going on when I was a little girl. 
Um, I grew up uh, in a family where my dad was Jewish and my mom was Christian. So there's an interesting dynamic right there. Um, but also, um, the neighborhood that we grew up in had a significant Jewish population on one end of the street and a Catholic population on the other end of the street. And believe it or not, we were right in the middle and we grew up <laughs> of the Protestant faith. And so it was just, we, we were going through that kind of dynamic of what was going on there. And then, you know, interestingly, you know, when I was in elementary school and then going into junior high, because of where I grew up and so close to Evanston, um, there was actually a very wonderful Afro-American population that lived there as well. And so I was experiencing as a little girl the dynamic of, you know, religious tensions, racial tensions. I was also highly overweight, which is, you know, in the day, in any day isn't always a great thing when you're a little kid. <laughs> uh, but what I will tell you is that those things really helped to frame not only my life, but my outlook on life, because I had to transform things from a very young age and actually make a pivotal decision on what my outlook and attitude was going to be about the dynamics that I was growing up in. And I look back on it now as a big blessing. Wow. So let me say this. You got some quite, quite an experience as a child, but actually what it sounds to me, when the good folks read your book, they'll sense that you were getting your soul sense really defined as a child. Am I right? Well, absolutely. I mean, you don't know that until you're an adult and you do some reflection, which I highly encourage uh, that kind of reflection, because often the seeds of our future are woven into our childhood upbringing. Uh, but understanding that it's important not to judge other people based on the optics of the outside, but we need to go a little deeper onto the inside. Um, all of that helped me to go deeper. And additionally, I found an outlet as a very young child, uh, and that was music. And that was a place that no one could touch. It didn't matter how overweight you were. It didn't matter what race or religion you were. It was a place of self-expression. And so if, as I reflect now, I can look back on it and say, I was able to make a more soulful connection on a deeper level with, with certain things that would frame the course of my life as I designed it going that, forward. I love the shameless plug. Thank you very much. But Of course, always. <laughs> Jimmy, I mean, always. <laughs> so tell me, what instrument did you play that brought you out of this sense of needing to find yourself with some area that you could own and that could be your finding of your center at that time? Uh, well, I, you know, was in junior high and, you know, the band said, oh, okay, put a flute in my hand. <laughs> a flute? But, you know, okay. A flute. But I'll tell you, uh, it was like I'd found an, a long lost friend. You know, I think sometimes in life we connect with something that's a unique ability and it just happens. And in short order, I, you know, just really excelled. In that it was a place that I could really excel, but I could also breathe deeply, and I had to learn deep diaphragm breathing. You know, just as a little kid, uh, but also the opportunity to connect to something that is so beautiful. You know, the sound of the flute, at least for me at the time, and then being able to bring that out and connect with other people and bring joy to their lives by playing. 
You know, that's a beautiful thing you just brought up. So we can find areas within our soul. You know, your your body, you're not a one-dimensional being, right? I mean, we have differences us. We have emotions. We have our heart. Our, we have our physical. We have our beliefs. And at the end of the day, let's talk a little bit about what what is that soul sense. Tell me a little bit in our listeners about what you're trying to gain to them an understanding of within your book. Well, one of the reasons that I wrote the book is that I had done, as you mentioned earlier, um, a lot of work helping organizations, individuals go to the moon, like big, audacious moonshot goals, like let's go for it. And what I realized is that in order to sustain growth to the moon, in order to sustain an amazing life by design and choosing that, uh, there's another kind of growth that will help with the sustainability of that, and that is inner growth. And the deepest inner growth that we can do is connect to our purpose, to connect to the deepest part of who we are. And I believe personally that we've been given, everyone on this planet has been given gifts, and it's a lifelong journey to start bringing those out and serve with them, bring value to the world with them. And so soul sense is that deep connection to those gifts, what that call is. Now this can evolve throughout your life. I mean, I still play music. I sat down at the piano last night and I'm just kind of enjoying the beauty of music, but I don't do it professionally anymore and I haven't for years. However, the gift of learning that on a deep level led me to what I do today. And I'm kind of pumped about where it's gonna bring me next. I don't know yet, but (laughs) I'm listening deeply to what that soul call is. And the other part of soul sense is that when you connect on that level, you, you actually access a passion, which in my book I call soul fire. But we connect with this passion, and the passion then fuels us through the ups and downs and around uh, to get to that moonshot vision that, that we set. But the third part of the soul sense process, and I kind of look at it as a trio, soul call, soul fire, and soul care, is that with that passion and with that fire, it's very combustible energy when you connect with it and you need to care. You you need to tend to the fire. You know, we need to look after ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And when you put the three together, it's a pretty, it's an extraordinary life. You know, we may have inadvertently, because I do know there are times when I can just sense my, I won't use another term, my aura, my energy, you can just sense that you need a free day, which as my coach, you know, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, those free focus and buffer days. And sometimes you just need that free day. And on that free day, for perhaps we could have a soul care day, a day of clarity. Explain what maybe a, a typical soul care clarity day would be. Well, you know, this is a high, a high level of intentionality, Jimmy, about a particular day where you know you need to set aside some time to really focus on that deeper core part of yourself. And it could have a lot of different flavors. I, I mean, it could be going to the spa. It could be getting a massage. It could be going to your favorite bookstore after COVID, of course, Uh, (laughs) having a latte, whatever. Um, But you know what? I had a soul care day where I just needed to do a big cleanup in my office. And I knew that that was a block to the next level of what I was trying to do professionally. And I had a soul care day booked, but that was so calling to me that if I don't do those cleanups, I'm not going to be able to do the soulful work I love to do. 
So I actually devoted that soul care day to cleaning up a mess. And the energy released from that because I, I repurposed the day around a soul care day. Like, you know, everyone knows you do those kinds of cleanups. It's like, ugh, right? Got to do it. Except that when we intentionally put that thought into a day, I'm looking after myself, the deepest part of who I am, then we repurpose that day into something that's extraordinary. And we have the power to do that every single day. Like, now, Yeah, absolutely. How, how do we best do that, though? Do something that I, I know that you recommend and I recommend for our listeners is turn off all of those distractions so you can find that inner voice telling you and combust, if you will, with that soul fire to get this day intentionally performed as it helps you not to just simply be blown by the waves of the wind or as I call it, the power of the phone, right? So the key, key thing to that is, is, as you said, get rid of all those distractions. Now, let's talk about uh, a couple of things regarding that. In your, in your career, you've done an amazing job at coaching a lot of us. Hundreds of thousands of people have been through, I may be extravagant a little bit there, but thousands and thousands of people have been through strategic coach. And when I talk to them, they all say the same thing. If it weren't for my coach, I, and then they fill in a sentence. So let me give you one. If it weren't for Adrian in my life, I would not seek the goals achievement that I have every quarter. So tell me, how does the coach get coached at Strategic Coach? How does the coach get coached at Strategic Coach? That's a good one. Well, first of all, I go to Strategic Coach too. So, you know, I'm both a client and a coach. Uh, and so... A great any any high performance anybody in this world needs a coach, and I learned that way back when in my music days. And I had some of the best coaches professionally that you could have. That was part of my first Moon Project was going to Switzerland and studying with the flute master James Galway. That was a audacious goal for me at the time, and it's something it was a life by design goal. And I was able to achieve something like that. But the coaching that being around a person like that, getting coached from someone like that, I mean, it, it does permeate every part of you. So I will turn to coaches as well. I turn to great reading. But what I've learned over the years, it, it goes back to what we talked about previously, that there's two kinds of growth, inner and outer. Uh, it's very important that we create, in my opinion, create rituals for both. So we can be strategic, we can set goals, we can, you know, create a vision, take the small steps, all the strategic tactical things that are necessary to achieve greatness in life. On the other hand, the greatest leaders that I know, and what I turn to coach myself is to go within, you know, do some of the deeper dives, learn about deep breathing, do the meditation and prayer, whatever one's practice or beliefs are. There are methodologies that will help you to do the deeper work so that then you can do more powerful outer work. And I see it as an inside-out, outside-in proposition. You know, one of the things I love about you as a coach, and I hope not to embarrass you, lucky this is only audio, folks. You can't see if I embarrass her today. But the one thing I love about when I leave that eight-hour workshop, before COVID, we had a full day away from our office. You're away from all the distractions. You're focusing purely on your future, how to create that bigger future. Tell me just real quickly, Adrian, one of the things I get from you is a tremendous amount of feedback. I get a tremendous amount of honesty, but the bigger thing that I get from you is all of this experience of you coaching thousands of people that you've kind of quote heard it all. 
But tell me something new in your life that you, as a student of coaching, as a client, what's been the one of the big breakthroughs for you during COVID? I think one of the biggest breakthroughs was a shaking to the core, if I can be honest with you. I was on the road traveling extensively, loving life, loving this, this creation, uh, spending a lot of time away from my family as a result of that, a lot of time in hotels. And boom, you know, I was actually coaching strategic coach workshops in Chicago on March 13th. It was the last day that we did in-person workshops. I was there with Dan Sullivan. He was in the other room. Uh, I kind of had a sense that the world was going to be shifting a little bit, but I had no idea <laughs> who did, right? <laughs> uh, who could have predicted this one? Uh, and so I've spent way more time at home. I've spent way more time with my husband. I've learned to connect with people in a very meaningful and powerful way, virtually. I believe our instincts, those of us that are aware of this, have gotten stronger of how we connect uh, intuitively and instinctively. I was able to take the time to even go deeper. So all of these were gifts that I had not anticipated, but are also, um, if we look at this as the beginning of the year, like what are the powerful things that we're bringing forward all the great silver linings from what COVID brought, it's been a gift in many ways, I believe. You, you know, I agree with you totally. So I actually shifted. I, I, I've told you this in our, in our sessions is I, about a week I was in the gap, which is our definition of trying to measure the ideal versus the progress we've made. And, and I looked at our team and I finally said, you know, enough's enough. We've got to go on forward thinking now, which is where we want to work. We want to work in our futures and build bigger futures. So after about a week, Adrian, I got things back in order. I actually sat down and you're going to laugh. I did an experience transformer over my week <laughs> and it did not look good. <laughs> so, so then I got out one of my favorite tools, the impact filter that we use. And I said, here's what happens if we don't step up to the plate, proactively take care of our clients and move forward to show them a path. And our team just went to it wholeheartedly. And from then on, it's just been one of the best years. I'm sad to say a lot of people have suffered, but it's been one of the best years for our company uh, during a COVID situation. So one thing I want to bring about is your coaching has helped me with a lot of that to focus not on where I am, but where I wish to be. Give me a little bit of impact of where you see your company, the big futures, uh, going over the next five years, where do you wish to be? Well, I mean, in fact, we've, you know, are in the process of doing some strategic planning around that. And uh, it's, it's a very exciting, exciting future. We have a lot of foundation. We have helped, as you said earlier, organizations small and large go to the moon, scale, grow. We've supported their cultures organizationally. I've worked with a lot of people one-on-one -on -one in their transformations, both, you know, millennial age group all the way up to uh, men and women in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that are trying to make transformations. So we are sitting on a gold mine. We're sitting in the acres of diamonds. And so the next five years is looking at how do we bring that out more fully into the world? Soul Sense was my first step, um, you know, to just start to put some of this thinking out into the world more broadly. Uh, and the next step is just starting to continue to use what we've learned in Strategic Coach around packaging, branding, and bringing this more fully out into the world wherever it can be of service and have an impact. That's our big goal. 
Well, that is a what we call BHAG on our episode here. Big, hairy, <laughs> audacious goal, right? Right. <laughs> well, so that's all great and exciting. Let's talk a little bit about, in the Soul Sense book, how we can implement this. So before they get the book, I want them to understand what it's about. It's about finding your center, your grounding in life, and building on that to have better days. Uh, how, how can we implement this? What do you see typically happen from your readers? Well, the the first step, of course, and it's it's outlined in the book, is you know to think about your story. You know, I shared a little of mine. Everyone has a story. Every one of you, as listeners, has a story, and your story is important, is profound for you, and it will give you clues as to those next steps if you're struggling, or those next steps if you're infused with passion and excitement, either side. Uh, And so part of it is a reflecting back. Uh, We call it soul soundings, even things from when you're you're very young. Uh, But also what I call moments of soul are very important because they can be daily experiences where in that moment, you know you're connected. Some people get goosebumps, you know, you get shivers, you just feel like, oh my gosh, there's a synchronicity that happens. And you're like, that was no coincidence. This is really important. I read that book. I read that line. I, I met that person. And what I invite in the book is for people to become more aware of those things, maybe even journal them. And those will be the clues, the seeds to give you what some of those next steps can be, but also give you the confidence and courage to step out and take the next step that maybe you've been afraid to take and know that this has been a path that you've been working on your whole life. So why not? Let's go. You know, it just takes that small amount of motivation from maybe a third party that says, Hey, you go, you get this, go get this. That's kind of what we do on our podcast is we want to give people the sense of here's that simple next step that could be exponential to your growth of uh, your person or or your business. So so real quickly then, let's talk just a little bit dive deeper in that. If if we're going to implement and we want to find that center, you mentioned journaling was a good tool. I got to be honest with you, since I was in undergrad school, been a big journaler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will tell you, I helped find my center, my grounding by reviewing some of my entries in my journal. I can tell you there are periods in my life that I've gone back and said, wow, you know, I had, this was a terrible experience. Why? And by analyzing that, then I don't get into those experiences again, right? So how do you use journaling from the soul sense perspective to either learn from or keep you grounded or how to nurture to get to that repurposing that you're speaking of? Well, I mean, you know, whether it's journaling or, you know, just doing some of the deeper meditation, some people don't relate to journaling, but from a journaling perspective, um, you can journal your experience. You can do freeform writing, just accessing, eventually you access a part of your mind. And I've had it happen where I'm just writing and I don't even know what I'm writing. And then I look back and go, oh, okay. A part of me was messaging to me. I don't know how, there's a little magic there. I don't know. Um, But it is a way to connect. And I think the the important message here that we're talking about is that we find those places to connect because it's a it's a duality like outer growth bigger outer growth requires bigger inner growth the deeper you go the higher you can go 
you know, there's an energy around both. I, I want, you know, I often say, think of a figure eight of energy or an infinity of energy. You go inside, you go out, you go inside, you go out. And if you have big dreams and goals, then it's important that you do those kinds of things to connect with that part of yourself. And that just infuses the foundation of confidence into those next steps. Uh, when I did all that work on Moon Project and have continued to do, we often go back to Neil Armstrong. Everyone knows the quote, right? You know, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. But let's just marinate in that for a moment. A lot of small steps add up to a giant leap. Like we can go into the giant leap in our, in our imagination. However, to get to there, it's going to be hundreds of small steps. Many of them are learning, many of them are progress, but the key is to, to really project out and then go back to now and say, what's my first small step? And if you're scared, then it needs to be an even smaller step. What's one thing you could do that doesn't scare you? And you know, the compound effect of those is exponential. You know that. Absolutely. And you remember Eleanor Roosevelt, one of the first ladies in our country, and she said, do something every day that scares you. That's how right. progress is made. <laughs> right? Like be on Jimmy Williams' podcast. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Because you don't know what's coming, Adrian. Right? You don't know what's coming. <laughs> hey, folks, I didn't send her any script. This is all right off the cuff here. I'm just asking hard questions. So at the end of the day, um, we've got our center found and so forth. Let's, let's take a little bit of a transition now, if we will. Tell me a little bit about how Big Futures and, and how Patrick and you started that company. What was your real burning desire to helping these small companies achieve progress? Well, when we started out and we're, you know, we're 30 years, 30 plus years in as an entrepreneurial couple, the first company name was Corporate you, Growth you Management. Started, uh, you started when you were 12. Is that what it was? Because you're 30 years <laughs> right. in. You look very young. Very young. Uh, too kind. Um <laughs> Our first company was called Corporate Growth Management Consultants. And, you know, so our intent was always to help people grow, organizations grow, help leaders within those organizations grow. But over time, we found that that name was a limitation. So we went for Big Futures, Inc. Uh, and our mandate has always been to inspire others to achieve their fullest potential. I mean, if I were to say it simply, that's it. Whether it's an organization to achieve its fullest potential, to help an individual achieve their fullest leadership potential or leadership within themselves, their fullest potential, and to heal and grow and transform the things that are roadblocks to that full potential. And so there is a, a golden thread in everything that we've done and will continue to go you know, into the future with that is about helping others realize their fullest potential. That is an awesome story. So at the end of the day, 30 plus years into this, I want to know what does Adrian see herself doing over the next 10 years? Now, coach, we talk about a lifetime, could be 125, 124 years. I know Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, along with his wonderful partner, Babs, they... <laughs> want to live to be 130 or something. So what, what's your lifespan look like? What do you want to do next? Well, you know, more and more of the same. I mean, I have been living a life by design for a long time, Jimmy, as you know. And, um, and so I feel incredibly blessed 
that I am in a place where I am doing the work that I believe that I was here to do. And that brings so much energy and joy and vitality that I will continue to do that work. I don't know exactly what all the outlets for that will be because technology is changing. Uh, so I will continue over the next 10 years and beyond to do what I do. And, you know, when I'm walking with a cane, if that were to ever happen, I still hope I'm working and I still hope I'm coaching and I still hope I'm helping others realize their fullest potential. That's not going to change, but maybe I'll start doing a little bird watching too. I don't know, but that's like maybe 50 years from now. <laughs> so, so listen, Lake Louise has some beautiful birds around it. You could go up there around right? Lake Louise and Alberta, oh. beautiful area. You bet. And also, just one other thing. Sure. Um, family is really important to me. I have an only daughter, um, Clara, who is the light of our life. And I do envision as part of this journey, uh, personally, living closer to where she is. She moved to Denver a few years back. And so uh, Patrick and I are looking at how we can make some of those moves and pivots and choose to live that part of our life by design to be closer to her as she's growing her life and be very supportive of that. So that's probably my most important goal. <laughs> the other stuff is the icing on the cake, but being a great mom and uh, really supporting that is really important. You know, I want to take you to probably an uncomfortable area for just a moment and not intentionally doing so, but just because I think that's where our listeners are going here. Have you ever had a day where you just feel like, I almost feel sorry for people that aren't working in their unique ability that are just drudging through the day. You know, I get up every morning at 5, 5.30, and I'll be honest with you, no alarm clock. I just enjoy life, Adrian, and I know you do the same. How can we help people find their unique ability in life? Because we all have it. We just got to find out what it is. How can we do that? Well, that's a loaded question. Okay. <laughs> Let's peel That's this one away, for. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's two ways that I want to answer this, Jimmy. The first way is that, um, is that there are people that are stuck. And that's a reality. And we need to choose to get unstuck. If we're stuck, we need to look for help. We need to ask for help. And that there's lots of help out there for us when we're stuck. And once we get start to get unstuck <laughs> through great coaching or great counseling or, or great support, um, then we can actually do the next answer, which is start to look through your life. This goes back to that, you know, kind of reflection on your life piece. What has given you energy in your life? because there is a direct connection with our most innate, important gifts, which in Strategic Coach we call unique ability, and energy. So I want our listeners to think about times in your life when you've just, I love this, I love doing this. And if possible, look at your context of life right now and is there a way that you can do something like that? You may not be able to do the same thing. It may not be appropriate but maybe you could do something that's like that, that would bring you energy and that will just start to bring the vitality back. That's a small step, but it starts with a reckoning of what we're talking about here, getting the help you need if you need it, and then just going, okay, where is the energy? And, you know, I actually, sometimes I ask the universe for help. Like, you know, I need some help here, universe. Like, show me what the next step is. 
You know, that's a great explanation. So unique ability, one of my most uncanny ones is to get very, very much more talented than me people on my podcast, as you can witness today. Uh, so <laughs> so I've got Adrian here. I've had Shannon Waller from Strategic Coach. I've had some great entrepreneurs on this podcast over these episodes, 93 plus episodes at this point, Adrian. So my point to that is I want to bring this good information out to the public so they too can improve their life. If you had only one statement of advice that you could give our listeners today about legacy, leadership, self-awareness, whatever it may be, what would be that one statement of advice you would leave our listeners with today? One of my, one of my biggest mentors has, is an author, actually. Um, his name is Viktor Frankl. He wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. And... I think he's a PhD, actually, Jimmy, of mindset mastery. I agree. He, he survived Auschwitz. And this quote is from him. A human's greatest freedom is to choose their attitude towards any circumstance. We are living right now in an unprecedented time. But what Victor taught us there and taught me and what I teach and what you teach is we have the power to choose our attitude. We have the power to choose to make those changes. So when it gets to leadership and legacy and living a, a, an extraordinary life by design, I really believe at the core of it is to choose. I, man, great advice. So let me, since you've opened Victor Frankel's uh, book up for our audience, highly recommend it. By the way, it's on our website under Jimmy's Top Reads. Um, to be very honest with you, Adrian, I read it again this year. I've probably read it three or four times. The reason being, I felt it so applicable during June and July of this year when the world was just coming to a halt. Uh, my wife and I were going to spend uh, time in your great country going to Banff for our anniversary, and we were going to leave a little early, going in hmm. the July month. And of course, uh, with COVID, things got changed. And so I got to reading the book and talking about with myself in my journal about the challenges he faced in that concentration camp, the horrific treatment that he faced, but yet he survived for one reason. Like you said, he chose to survive. He chose to think of his loved ones and to think of his future. How can we as individuals, maybe not with that inner strength just yet, how can we build that inner strength, our inner Victor Frankel muscle to look to the future to keep us going through these difficult times? I think, in, you know, in part, and that's a big question. I don't have the exact answer, but I'll play with it a little bit. I think in part, it's having a barometer for when we're not in our best self, when we're not in our center, when like what we call the gap, we're, we're, we're not living up to the ideal that we have for ourselves. And it's the power to, in that moment, go, oh, I have a choice here. I can look at it this way or this way. And choosing the high road, choosing the abundance mindset, choosing the growth mindset, choosing the positive mindset. It's been extraordinary to me over the years that I've worked with individuals that you can have the same experience that two people have. And one person We'll look at it through a scarcity lens or a glass empty lens. And the other person will look at this experience as 
the biggest opportunity of learning ever in their entire life. And they're going to, you know, go to the moon as a result of having this learning. And so it's the power that we have to decide. And so if we have that inner barometer, you can decide. That is a great explanation. I will tell you, I'm more of an abundance thinker myself. I've always got a glass half full and I'll tell you why. When the world began to stop in that June and July moment, And my profession, people were not calling their clients to give them assurances, to give them some guidance, to give them some leadership, build that relationship. You know, that's what we're here for on this planet is to help others. That's all I do. That's one of my unique abilities. And so we did that, which I believe firmly, Adrian, led us to having this greatest year we've ever had. People needed leadership, guidance, clarity, and that's what we're here for. So Before I let you go, I do have one last question. If you could, in fact, snap your fingers to change one aspect of Adrian Duffy's life today with just your, you've got all the power, you've got all the capability, you've got all the competency, all you got to do is snap your fingers to make this one change in your life. What area of life would you snap your fingers and change today and why? Um, I lead a charmed life, so there's not a lot that I would change, Uh, but I would say you know, is just continuing on that journey of connected with connectedness with my family. Um, you know, the, those core pieces that are so important to me and just that I will be able to live part of that dream that I have. That would be a pretty good snap. I got to tell you, you know what mine would be if I could snap my fingers today, I'd be at your dining room table to spend more time with you. Cause I think <laughs> you've got a lot more to offer than what I have time for today. But Adrian, you have been phenomenal. Your book, Soul Sense, I'm going to put it on our Jimmy's Top Reads. Highly recommend everyone get a copy of this wonderfully written book. An easy read. You can read this in a weekend, but it will make an impact that goes far beyond your years of life. It is just a fantastic read. Adrian, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you so much and wish you and your family the most healthy and happy 2021. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. It's been a privilege to be here and to be here with your listeners. Uh, huge gratitude. Thank you so much. So one of the great things about finding your soul sense is the feeling you gain to move forward on bigger, better, bolder projects in life. I know you hear it from me all the time, the triple B, I call it. But at the end of the day, isn't that what life is all about? So I encourage you today, I challenge you this week to look for opportunities to find your center, to go online, order the book Soul Sense, find your better place in your heart, soul, and mind so that you can be grounded, that you can find the nurturing you need of yourself to create those healthy environments, both inner peace and outer growth. And then also that you can perhaps find some healing away from all the stress that you've been feeling after 2020's COVID-stricken year that we've suffered. But I will tell you this, there's a bigger day tomorrow. There's a brighter future ahead. You merely have to keep going. It is empowering to me to see the results we get from your correspondence, your emails, your Facebook posts. You people are killing things in life that you want to own for yourself. Keep doing that. Keep moving forward. And more than that, keep living life by design. 
You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley.